Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Hello everybody and welcome to another digital citizen. Now with a new intro music. Woohoo! Uh hi Luke. Hi Fro, hi everybody. Yeah, new intro music. That's right. Uh hopefully it sounds okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. Not because I made it. <laughs> <laughs> then it's probably probably going to shit to the sound like shit. <laughs> no, so, I, I think it was we, fine. We wanted something shorter, yeah. something a little more yeah. compact, change it up a little bit. So yeah. I mean, we have had two hundred plus shows with the same fucking intro, so it was time to 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 have a new intro. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, what to say we, about it? it? It's a song. <laughs> we, we will do it again in 200 shows, maybe. Probably. Uh, we got to change it, Probably. change up the music a little bit every once in a while, I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 200 shows with the same intro. People will be like, is this another digital citizen? Did I turn into the right show? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. People are like, turn on the turn on the show and go. What the hell am I listening? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, <laughs> it is another digital citizen. I'm Fro. His name is Luke. I'm from Norway. He's from the United States. I'm the weird. I'm the one with the weird accent. He's the one with the American one. American accent, yeah. It's weird as an American to think of it as an accent, but because like even in America we have different accents in America, right? Right. There's like the Texas accent, the Boston accent, the, you know what I mean? This, I guess, the surfer dude accent from like California would be another accent. Right, but it's kind of funny because uh, we were four guys on a Skype call. Uh, this uh, last Sunday, and do you think you and Bill sound or have the same American accent? For me, it sounds exactly the fucking same. Really, I mm, I've never yes. really thought about it. I don't think we have the exact same mm. voice, but maybe the same. No, no, like, no uh, accent. Yeah, the I same mean. accent. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Even though we live on the complete opposite sides of America. <laughs> right. Steve, on the other hand, I can hear, has another accent. It's it's kind of weird. Right. And do you know what? Grass Dragon, his, his American accent is very, 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 extremely weird. He has a bad American accent, yeah. Yeah, extremely bad American accent. Maybe it's because he's from Australia. That might have a lot to do with it. That might have a, a whole mm -hmm. lot to do with it. Or, or as Bill said, New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Were you there, then, when you said that? Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. 
<laughs> I wasn't sure if you were there or like. <laughs> and uh, uh, did the flames uh, are they high in New Zealand as well? Bill asks, being very nice, and and I go, he's not from New Zealand. <laughs> Who was it last night Almost the same. in the debate who was like, uh, they said, uh, all that climate change going on down in Australia, like climate change is just, right. that just in Australia right now, climate <laughs> change is happening. Uh, talking about the debate, uh, that was some debate. This was a boring ass debate, I thought. It is the most boring ass debate ever, but I'm not sure if I watched CNN or if I watched Fox News because it felt exactly the same. Can we bring the Sun in from the UK to start doing debates? Because <laughs> it seems like they do a whole lot better job than the American media. And that's that's being extremely weird since. The Sun is the worst tabloid in the world. Right, well, they have one of them. Yeah, good debate. Yeah, they have extremely good debates. What is going on in, the, in that newspaper? Extremely weird. Yeah, maybe we just don't <laughs> understand uh, the UK or something. Maybe that. Maybe it's us. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, we should ask Tilly about that once. Anyway, uh, yes, uh, the debate. Let's go into it. Uh, right, uh, the seventh Democratic debate. Let me get my notes out here. Uh, what do you think about it overall, I guess? Uh, shit-ass boring and extremely confusing and also extremely frustrating and aggregating debates. Right. Uh, so, yeah. who should we start with, do you think? Hmm. Uh... I feel like we start at the bottom, so let's start with Steyer. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give him a compliment. He's very good at, I'm a rich man, I care about the environment. That is his one talking point, and he's very good at getting that through. I will give him that. Nobody seems to care about him. He's he's more in the background. Like nobody wants to attack him. Nobody wants to like engage with him. But I I think that reason for that is because he's so down in the numbers and nobody actually believes that he will ever become the candidate. So they are not really taking him seriously either. So. I think I think I, I he did as good job as I thought he would be, do. He didn't do anything worse, but he didn't do anything better either. So sure, let's go through some points really quick. Um, <clears throat> kind of the opening statement statement or the opening question from the moderators was about uh, who should be a good commander in chief. And Star was basically, "I'm a businessman." That was his. Uh, reason right. for doing that for being commander-in-chief which sounded very i don't know what's a good trumpian in a way oh i'm really mm. good at business so i'm going to be a good president it sounded very trumpian to me uh he says what are we trying what are we trying to accomplish in the middle east saying like we can't just go in there without a plan which i thought was a really good point by him 
Uh, I thought he had a really good night, to be honest. I thought he made a whole lot of good points and was able to kind of uh, go off of other people uh, in a way that I was kind of impressed by. I wasn't expecting him Mm. to do as well as he did. Uh, This is one place he went off of somebody. Uh, Talking about trade deals, he says, Bernie's right. Uh, The trade deals are are all about the, uh, the corporations. They don't really actually account for... Uh, the workers, uh, which I thought was interesting because last debate he also had Bernie's back. He had, a, but he had a couple. Right. People, I think he had Klobuchar's back a couple of times. He had Warren's back a couple of mm-hmm. times. Uh, he is a billionaire. Remember last the right. other thing last week we said <clears throat> we did the show on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I got uh, the article we talked about the pre-debate stuff uh, Tuesday night. You know what I mean. And Steyer right. was not on the list, and we even said last no. week, oh, uh, nobody else is going to get in because they, it, there's only two days. Uh, Friday is the cutoff, right. and when, that was Wednesday. Uh, mm-hmm. And somehow he was able to qualify in those two days. Hmm. The, yeah. bi- the billionaire was able to do that. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Not saying he bought himself in or something. But... <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. He talks about term limits again, which he talked about in the last debate. I was entertained by that. Uh... Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I, I just I, I just thought he was very good at hammering the environment side of it as well. I think that, that uh, him saying that like uh, the first thing he would do was uh, the environment when he became president... That is something that I I didn't think I would hear from a millionaire, so I'm very impressed by him sticking by that point. Yeah, he seems very uh, anti-corporation and pro-environment, uh, mm-hmm. which is nice to see uh, by somebody in his class, I guess. Uh, the only mm. We'll do closing statements at the end, but the only other thing I wrote down was he's kind of the dem- Democratic Trump which I think I already mentioned, but he's kind of the, that's what he's kind of, uh, that's where he's building his hole, you know what I mean, as far as his base, he's going, listen, I can beat Trump because I'm the same as Trump, uh, but I'm a Democrat, or I'm a liberal, right? Right. That's kind of how I felt he was, that's what he was trying to go for. Is that what you got? Uh, Funny enough, I wrote down that I thought uh, since he was so like, I support Bernie on this, I support Klobuchar on this, I was thinking maybe he was trying to build himself to be a running mate. Or even just get in the government with one of those people anywhere, like right. some kind of, the, right. uh, maybe treasurer or something like that. Yeah, I can totally see that. He's not really going for president, he's going for some kind of position in, in a cabinet. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No, I I don't mind him. I, I I think he he I think he he lacks charisma. That's the only thing that I I, I can fault him for. Yeah, this was his best he debate does. yet, though. Uh, yeah. Speaking so, of Klobuchar, let's go Klobuchar next. Yeah, uh, talking about having a good night. I thought Klobuchar had a very good night. I think maybe this was the best Club Shark has ever did, done. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Uh, she made a bunch of dis- bunch of mistakes, but uh, mm. we can get into that. I mean, she 
looked okay, but one reason is because the moderators made her look okay by not asking her hard questions. Do you agree, agree mm. to that? Oh, yeah. But I wrote down that she is stand-up uh, strong, I think, uh, after, I mean, the chaos that was between Bernie Sanders and Warren that we will talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she came out very strong on top of that argument and kind of stealing Warren's um, uh, shine from it. Uh, and And also, like, when I am the first female present kind of thing that we talked about the last debate, I think she was uh, hammering onto it strong, uh, too strong last debate. But this debate, it worked because of what was going on on the stage. So I think she did uh, better than I was, uh, at least, uh, thinking she would do. So I, I have her in my winner bracket, actually. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, it's going to be interesting, our winners and losers, because there's six people, so there's nobody left out of yeah. our list this time. One thing about these debates, because there's less people, there were 75 seconds mm. to talk this time instead of, like, 30 seconds, and then 45 seconds to for rebuttal, which w- right. made it so you got a lot more out of people, which uh, made that interesting, but... It seemed like nobody wanted to say anything because everybody was on the defensive uh, because of everything that was going on. Um, yes. This but is it, what I was it, talking it, about. I, it. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I think I think the feeling I had uh, talking about that was that this debate felt extremely, extremely awkward. <laughs> it, this is the first time I was like, oh, oh. Do you understand what I mean? Right. Uh, They asked the commander-in-chief question to everybody uh, on the stage. The first uh, question was, uh, what makes you... uh, What gives you uh, credence? What makes you uh, think you're going to be a good commander-in-chief because of this whole Iran thing? Uh, But Klobuchar has not asked this question. CNN asks her... uh, uh, Judge is a mayor, and he's uh, also uh, a service... He was a a troop. uh, But you're a senator. What makes you better than him? They didn't ask her directly. Uh, They asked her in this weird, roundabout, bullshit way, which it seemed to me, even in the pre-debate stuff from CNN, they are... They were trying to push Klobuchar as as the next I don't know, uh, the next Warren. the next booty judge, the next Warren, the next Beto, the next uh, Cory. But you know there've been the, the, all of these, and they're they're we're trying this time to push Amy Klobuchar so they she can get a little bit of something, but she she's not getting anything. Uh, they asked them about. Should we pull troops out of Iraq? Which we'll get into how they got into that as far as Bernie. Uh, but the, mm-hmm. Klobuchar was the first person to say that we need to leave troops there. Um, a lot of the... Actually, everybody except for Warren and Bernie said we need to leave, leave troops there, right? Yes. I believe so. Steyer might have, but I didn't write that down. Uh, I, he probably did. It, they probably didn't ask him is the thing. <laughs> uh, right. 
Klobuchar uh, says that Iran is a terrorist regime. Kind of going with the uh, corporate media on that one. Uh, what's going on with the makeup in this debate? One of the <laughs> one of the moderator's lipstick is totally messed up on the yeah. right side or the left side of her face, right side cam camera side. Uh, and I'm, right. And then I see they cut to Klobuchar right here, and I notice one of her eyebrows is like painted on. <laughs> Higher than the other one? Does it, no, did yeah, nobody else uh, notice this? No, I did. Okay. <laughs> they weren't the same height on her forehead. It was very weird. Um, but she always looks like that. So I actually think, I think it is her eyebrow. No, no. Look at go back and oh. look at the where her ridge line of her her brow is. And where her eyebrows are, one of them's on the ridge line above her eye, and the other one's not. It's very clear. I don't know why they chose to do that, or if it was a mistake, or what. Uh, they are talking to her uh, about her good, or she's talking about her good friend, uh, her other, uh, who also happens to be a female politician. Her really good friend that she can't remember the name of at all. <laughs> She's like, oh, my really good friend. Uh, uh, and then somebody, uh, somebody says, uh, it says something off stage, I think, because she goes, oh, thank you, and then says the name. So did somebody coach her from off stage to the name, she give her the Cat name, Day or something? Yeah, she said Cat Day or something. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter what the name is at all. No. It's just the fact that she couldn't. She was like. Oh, she's my best friend. She's the greatest friend I've ever had. We were the best of friends ever. The whole uh, whole time she's saying that, she's trying to remember the lady's name, and it was very clear she's just buying time because she can't remember the lady's name. But her buying time was saying that how great of friends they were. How great of friends are you if you can't remember the lady's name? Uh, Klobuchar says that poli politicians uh, in, you know, the Senate and the Congress don't like Medicare for all, so we can't have Medicare for all because they won't vote for it. Uh, Klobuchar brings up the McCarthy hearings again. This is the second debate in, the, in a row she did that. I thought it might have been coincidence the first time. I don't think it's coincidence this time. What do you think? No, it's not. <laughs> what is she going for, though, as far as... She's clearly referencing the Russia Gate stuff and everything, but I think she's—I oh. don't think she's—I uh, don't think she doesn't believe in the Russia Gate stuff, but she keeps bringing up the McCarthy hearings. It's very confusing to me. Uh, yeah. She also says patriotism check again. That's her new thing. She's trying to connect with the TikTok kids. Do you know? Do you know about these uh, rich kid check on TikTok? From yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, Climate change can uh, we can fix climate change by 2050 if we uh, get Klobuchar in there. That's really going to help since we only have what mm -hmm. 10 years before we're all dead. Uh, Klobuchar is again not uh, she's not asked an, a serious question uh, when they're talking uh, about um, they're they're asking everybody. Uh, this is how the the Republicans are going to attack you. So they uh, they ask Bernie about socialism. Uh, they ask uh, Buttigieg about 
uh, how young he is, uh, and but Klobuchar, they don't really ask her what her her negative is. They just completely leave it out. And this is the part that definitely it seemed like for Klobuchar, CNN was trying to not ask her any hard questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, where do you want to go next? Uh, what about I don't know. Should we take Warren? Uh, yeah, it's fine with me. I was either Warren or Pete was probably the next two, one of the next two. So let's do Warren. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Uh, when it came to Warren, as far as being commander in chief, she was uh, one of the pe- first people to say, bring the troops home. Or I guess this was when they were uh, asking if uh, we should bring home troops from Iraq and Iran. Uh, she right. she was one of the two people that actually said, bring the troops home. So we got to give that to her. Uh Warren says she turned the corner so many times that we're going in in circles uh, talking mm-hmm. about uh, our foreign policy. And the I think the moderators laughed at this. Is that did you hear this? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the moderators or maybe another person on stage. It's hard to tell because they didn't really show who it was, but somebody else laughed at, at this. Uh, let's see anything else you had for Warren. Let me find something else. Uh, yeah, are we going to talk about the, the thing she had with uh, Mr. Sanders? I was going into it right now. Yeah. Why don't you start? Think, well, it starts out with uh, the moderators asking Bernie if uh, he told Warren that uh, he didn't think a female could become a president. Here, let me. Um, I have the actual quote right here. Uh, Abby Phillips asked Senator Sanders, CNN reported yesterday, and Senator Warren confirmed in a statement that in 2018 you told her you did not believe a woman could win election. Why did you say that? Not did you say that? Not uh, what's your response to that? Why did you say that? Is the way they framed it. Mm -hmm. So go go from there. And he denied it, of course. And then, uh, when he was done with talking, uh, the moderators go, And you, uh, Warren, when Bernie Sanders said this, (laughs) the thing he just fucking said he didn't say, (laughs) what did you think? The exact quote was uh, from the same person, Senator Warren... What did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win election? Even though he just right. had said, that's not correct, I didn't say that. <laughs> right. So they, they just refused to even listen to... They ignored he, it. Right, yeah. listen to what he has to say. They're just saying, oh, y- yes, you said that that's not uh, what you meant, and uh, you're denying it, but you, you're Bernie Sanders, so what you say doesn't matter. We, yeah, we don't believe you. We don't believe a thing you said. It is so... I, I, I don't have words. Yeah, but at the How same time, you... uh, Warren... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. No, it's just... I don't have words. How incompetent I, I thought this debate was. And this was a very clear thing that that happened. And... Uh, she milked it. I lost absolutely 
all respect I have for Warren in this debate. Right. Uh, I should mention, I'm going to check right now and see where it actually is at uh, as of currently. Last night, I, I stayed up all night last night watching kind of the post-debate stuff. Uh, I was up till like four in the morning. Uh, so I s- probably sound a little wow. tired still, but as far as on Twitter, I even sent you a thing last night. Uh, there were two things trending for at least seven or eight hours after the debate. One was hashtag never Warren. Uh, the other one was hashtag CNN is trash. Uh, right now, Fro, right. in America, uh, ne- hashtag never Warren is still number two. And it is t- right. almost 12 o'clock a.m. the next day. That's uh, that's saying a lot. Oh, CNN is garbage uh, is number five right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> so not CNN is trash. That's a, a different hashtag. Those are two different hashtags, and they're still right. it's still trending. Right, right. But it's it, it it's amazing. She took debate, and even though she said. Uh, like, oh, my friend Bernie Sanders, she she has been coached or told to walk away from him as much as human possible because she milked it for the rest of the, the debate. She avoided addressing... Uh, what Bernie actually said to her. So Bernie yeah. said, I didn't say that. Uh, That's one thing. Abby Phillips says uh, to Warren, uh, what did you think when he said that? And she she said, uh, Bernie said that. I did. Uh, I, yeah. I uh, disagreed with it, which she said I disagreed with it, where yesterday, or two days ago, I guess at this point, the day before the debate, uh, what was said was, Bernie uh, disagreed with her that a woman could win the presidency. But now in the debate, Warren was saying, I disagreed with him, which are two totally right. different things, Fro. Number one, I I noticed that. I haven't seen anybody else notice that. The other thing, uh, uh, Bernie denies the allegations, uh, and she ad- avoids addressing what he said. So he didn't, she didn't say... Uh, they never, n- none of the moderators even said, okay, you're saying this about Bernie Sanders. What exactly did he say to you? Because he's saying he didn't say that. What, is there a miscommunication? That should have been a question that was asked. Nobody asked that question. Right. And and she continued to con- uh, uh, attack him when she goes, uh, I'm the only one on stage here that has not lost to a Republican in 30 years. And Sanders goes, Ex- excuse me, actually, I won the election against uh, a Republican. Uh, a Republican. And she she goes, she snaps back at him. Not nice, not at all. Anything like, very like, I don't want to use the word B, uh, that no, begins with no. B, but, but she, she returns with it very like, uh, crash. She goes like, but that was over thirty years ago, like that. Right, but she. The thing is, she had said uh, previously, and her her point was, uh, I'm the only person here who has beaten a Republican within the last thirty years. That was her. She actually did say that, and so when he said, uh, actually, uh, what about me? I beat an incumbent Republican. She said, 
And she goes, yes, but I said within the last 30 years. And Bernie goes, it was, and he goes, yeah, I, I, me, <laughs> I did that. And she goes, oh yeah, when? And he goes, 1990. And she's, you can see the wheels turning in her head. Like, wait a second, is that 30 years ago? Because she was just going <laughs> off a talking point that like her people right. gave her. Right. She didn't actually do the yeah. research herself. So she's in her head. Oh. She's like, oh shit, I got bad intel. And he's going, 1990. That's exactly right. 30 years ago. That's within 30 years. It was it was a yep. pretty good moment, and uh, people hated it. People were on the mainstream media were saying, "Oh, Bernie is so uh, curmudgeon-y, and he 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 was oh uh, one thing I saw uh, Morning Joe. What's that guy? Whatever the guy the Joe on Morning Joe saying, uh, "Oh, uh, getting all worried uh, uh, and arguing over math." That's what Bernie was doing, right. just arguing over math. And it's like, no, he's defending himself in a debate. <laughs> right, right. Uh, now, and it felt very, it felt very like after when she goes like, my buddy, buddy, my best friend, Bernie Sanders. And then she goes and attack him again. Like, wouldn't you be f fucking pissed if I did something like that to you? I think I, that, would. I think we pointed this out in last what i guess it was the last debate uh so right before the last debate obama came out and said the whole thing about a woman uh women leaders remember this and we were like okay it's clear now after this debate that obama is supporting warren because he said that and then the moderators in the debate referenced warren as the woman who was gonna win over the old white men remember this Right, right, right. And now in this debate, right before the debate, it's very convenient that four anonymous people leak to CNN, who happens to be the people who are running the debate. They happen to leak out that uh, Bernie Sanders is a sexist right before the debate happens, and they also leak out all this other yep. stuff about Bernie Sanders' campaign. And, the, and it all happens anonymously to CNN, of all, you know, who, you know how we feel about CNN. We don't trust CNN as far as we could throw them. And it's very convenient, the timing of, of it all. It's very convenient that CNN uh, gets ratings from it because less people would have been watching this debate if that hadn't happened the day before the debate. You know what I mean? It was almost very strange that from what I'm, I, I heard, this is just a rumor, that uh, CNN has been planning this story for months this is not so right. they've known about this for a while because as far as the conversation between elizabeth warren and bernie it was in 2018 this is not a new conversation right it was right. known this was they were waiting for this uh it was leaked because of of the timing this th this was a direct attack by the media on bernie sanders do you agree with that or am i being over the top uh -oh. No, I totally agree with that, and that's why I said in the beginning, like, I wasn't sure if I watched Fox News or CNN, because this proves once and for all that CNN has zero, zero integrity. Whatever little they have had uh, left, and people can disagree with me on the Facebook group or send an email to another digital citizen at gmail.com. And I will discuss this. 
But I don't see a difference between CNN and Fox News right now in the way they are covering this election. It feels exactly like Fox News did last time we had this fucking uh, uh, thing with, with, with uh, Donald Trump. It feels exactly the same. Exactly the same. And it pisses me the fuck off. They are supposed to be a, a, a democratic news source and they do shit like this. It annoys the fuck out of me. Right. It was clear there was bias and it was the most, I mean, it was, it's oh. been clear in the past, but this one, I think even, uh, this. especially uh, even before the debate, uh, I saw Republicans defending Bernie Sanders against Elizabeth Warren's right. ridiculous <laughs> attack. Republicans right. who I know hate Bernie Sanders very much right. were defending yeah. him against Elizabeth Warren's attacks because they're so ridiculous and so clearly coming from uh, just uh, clearly just such a blatant lie that and again people are going to believe it fro is the sad part. Uh yeah. Back to something But but, is, but, okay. but isn't it extremely sad as well that that people, people, people have been attacking us because we we we, we have have news sources that that are, are are weird. Isn't it sad that what is supposed to be a news source from the left is smelling as it came from the right? Isn't that sad as well? And the way, well, the way CNN was talking about the war in this. They were framing it, and the trade deal, we'll get into that when they talk yep. to Bernie, but they're coming from, they're de CNN was 100% defending Trump's trade deal, saying, oh, we need yep. this trade deal because uh, if we don't have it, it's going to hurt workers. Why mm -hmm. is, does CNN want Trump's trade deal if they hate Trump so much? But we'll yep. get into it. Uh, Warren yep. says... Uh, the re uh, I thought this was a good comeback to Biden, actually. She says, uh, the reason your health plan costs less than ours is because it does less than ours does. Uh, so, right. of course, it's going to cost less. I thought that was a good comeback by her. Uh, mm. She talks about making uh, government drugs to drive down prices when they're talking about free trade. And I wrote down... This is just a, like, free trade conservative talking point of, like, uh, uh, a very, uh, Hillary Clinton-type trade deal talking point where it's, like, a very conservative view of how the economy works, uh, very much capitalistic in a sense that, oh, the, the only way we can fix the drug uh, prices is we have to inject our own drugs into the into it so we can drive prices down with our drugs uh that's a very free market conservative way of, of looking at the problem uh mm -hmm. just showing her conservative side for sure uh i don't think i have anything else except for the handshake which i i think we'll do the handshake after closing statements that'll be the last thing we talk about so let's move mm -hmm. on to pete anything you had for pete no Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, pulling out of the nuclear... He, he says, pulling out of the nuclear deal uh, was the start of, of problems with Iran. 
he does. He, he is young, but uh, he should probably, if he's the president, know about what happened with the Shah in the 60s and th all that, because that happened before the nuclear deal, pulling out the nuclear deal. Yeah, I felt like you missed the point. Uh, I feel uh, I feel weird when I watch him. It's it's nothing wrong with what he's saying. I, I just feel like, well, it's it's extremely. It feels for some reason it feels very disin dishonest kind of way of way he talks to to people and then like. He, he feels very like self-promoting and I know that sounds very weird in a, in a debate but it feels like he's trying to how, how do I say it like he tries to 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 not answer the question but also being very like uh, populist in the same way. So he's trying to like make his point, but he's he's also coming over as very like centrist. Do you understand what I mean? Right. I, I wrote down here, very much to your point. He is a robot. I wrote down right because that's what it feels like. He's just regurgitating talking points that he's been coached on over and over and over again. They don't sound like they're coming from his mouth. They sound like they're coming from some kind of script. He sounds very scripted. Very. Uh, he sounds more like. Cory Booker, now that Cory Booker's not on the stage, than I've ever heard. Right. I don't know. He sounded more like that than ever. Uh, very robotic and very, uh, oh, these are my talking points. I'm not going to go. If you ask me a question, I'm just going to swerve off and go back to those talking points, like you said, Fro. Uh, yeah. What else does he say? Oh, uh, we need protests spread by faith, he says. Uh, inspired yeah. by faith. Is, uh, inspired by faith, yeah. So, he very much, he's super going for the Christian Democratic vote, uh, saying, we I need find, protests I find that funny. and everything, yeah. but they need to be they need to be faith-based protests. Go ahead. I find that funny when he's gay. I find that extremely strange. That's yeah. his whole thing, is like, I'm the gay Christian, and so I, I'm yeah. the new age, young, hip Christian guy, right? He's the uh, yeah. he's the Christian camp youth group leader. Is you you know what I'm talking about? That guy. <laughs> he's one of the kids from the Jesus camp. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Buttigieg says, uh, "I'm supported by black people," and he starts naming off the black people he's supported by, and they're all rich uh, or politicians. He's like, I'm, "I'm supported by rich black people, at least," is what he's saying. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I wrote down, this dude is in the family, isn't he? I wrote down here. Uh, <laughs> and then right after that, when they, they're asking about oh, what's your the negatives, they're pointing out, oh, here's a negative thing against you. He says, I'm a religious soldier, basically. He's saying, you know, I'm a, I was a soldier in, in war, but I have my faith and all this. It came across to me like he was saying, I'm a religious soldier. That's the way I heard it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I All right. agree. Let's move on to Joe Biden. Uh, Snore Biden, you mean? <laughs> See what I did there? He was... <laughs> last debate, he was a lot better than this debate. Uh, as far oh, as... definitely. Messing up his words, uh, flop, uh, totally flopping on things. 
there was at one point he just rambled and i honestly have no idea what he said uh, in one one I, part i have in my notes did they give him too much to drink for before <laughs> right because <laughs> it felt like he was drunk <laughs> or on xanax or something right it's <laughs> like and I'm definitely not going to talk more now because of my time is gone. <laughs> that was more or less like how it all like that. Right. I told you, I wrote down, he flops the first question. The very first question <laughs> he asks, he can't even get yep. his words out straight. Uh, they ask him about if he would uh, pull troops out of the Middle East. Biden says that he need we need to leave troops there because of ISIS. That was a big point that a couple people made. Oh, uh, if we don't if we don't leave troops there, ISIS is going to return. That is the most Republican talking point. Again, this is why it's felt like Fox News is because they're making a lot of Fox News talking points like, oh, we need to get out of there because of ISIS is going to return. That's totally a Fox News talking point. Uh, Biden, again, he says, I won't meet with North Korea because uh, their leader called me a rabid dog. Uh, an, another yeah. thing being like uh, saying Trump met with him and that's a bad thing. Uh, I would never meet with the leader of North Korea. I, uh, what did he say? I, I'd force China to deal with it, basically. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> and Bernie responds. We'll get into it. Uh, uh, Biden says he called me a rabid dog. And Bernie says, other than that, though, you like him, though, right? Which is, <laughs> and he said that the last time as well. Right. It, it gets a crowd laugh, though. Yeah. Uh, Bernie got a bunch of laughs. We'll talk about that when we get into Bernie. Uh, Biden not asked the same question on trade deal. So they're asking everybody the same question about the trade deal, uh, this new trade deal that uh, Trump wants to push through, uh, and Trump administration is trying to get through. And Biden has asked a completely different question as far uh, as far as trade goes. Everybody else has asked a different question. This is how CNN was kind of like, they did it with Klobuchar as well, like we mentioned. They would ask everybody one question, but the person that they didn't want to kind of incriminate, they would ask them a different question so yeah. that they could work around it. And that's one of the reasons why this debate felt so incredibly dishonest. Exactly. Uh, Biden says China is attacking the U.S. on trade. This is 100% a Trump talking point from 2015 that now the Democrats are using. How is this? How have we turned around this much? But Biden is Biden. Uh, anything else I had for Biden? Buh, 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 buh. Now let's move on. We 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 talked almost an hour about this, so <laughs> uh, not even close. Uh, but Biden, uh, Biden, yeah, I I didn't really have anything else. Oh, people, I can't. I come from are hurting. He said, mm -hmm. which he's trying to insinuate that he's like one of the you know he's lunch pail Joe or whatever. But you're you're a rich politician, so you can't really say that anymore. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Best night so far. I'm just going to say it. Best night so far. He was attacked and he he stood very. He was calm 
uh, and he seemed extremely focused. Uh, when asked about uh, leaving troops, he said, uh, why would we leave troops there uh, when these wars, is originally the reason we sent troops there, they were based on lies. Sending troops there was based on lies in the first place. Why would we keep sending troops there when it's all based on a huge lie, which I thought was a good point. Uh, mm. Bernie says, bring the troops home, stop the war. Uh, he was very emphatic on bring all the troops home. Uh, Bernie gets the very first laugh of the whole night, basically, with the uh, other than that you like him crowd laugh. Uh, Trump's trade deal is bad. So they asked Bernie in a way where it was like... Uh, the Iranian prime minister or something uh, wants us to pull troops out. Uh, you also want us to pull troops out. Uh, is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Basically saying you're, you're just like the president or the prime minister or whatever, somebody from Iran, right? Because you don't want you want us to pull troops out. Uh, right. They did the same thing. They did the same thing to him a couple of times as far as, like, asking him questions that were very much pointed to him to make him sound, uh, to try to, uh, try to attack him. Right. Yeah. And it felt, it felt like that as well. Uh, with the trade deal thing, they basically attacked him saying, uh, like I said earlier, uh, this trade deal will will give all these people jobs. Why don't you want Why don't you want this trade deal? Was the way they phrased the questions. And he he says, uh, co companies that send all these jobs overseas uh, shouldn't be getting grants and federal contracts from the government. And that's the way I'm going to deal with it. I'm not going to give them money and tax breaks if they're going to not have jobs here in America. Uh, Bernie, Bernie, this is where Bernie's attacked by CNN. CNN asked Bernie about the sexist uh, remark to Warren. Uh, Bernie says, I only ran in 2016 after Warren declined, declined to run because people wanted Warren to run. I said, hey, Warren, I want you to run. She said, I don't want to run because I don't want to go against Hillary. And that's the reason I ran. So Bernie wanted Warren to run in 2015. So... The whole Bernie bro thing is also back now, Fro, as of last mm -hmm. night. Uh, Bernie bros uh, ruined it for Hillary in 2015, and they're ruining it for... Uh, they're going to ruin it for us in 2020. It's a, a big thing now that they're attacking everybody with. And Bernie's saying, listen, I wanted a, a woman to even go against Hillary, but uh, she didn't want to do it, so I had to do it in 2015. Uh, so it wasn't our fault, basically. Uh, CNN asked, what did you think when uh, Bernie sa said a woman can't win uh, to Warren, like we said? Uh, and then the, the I beat a Republican in 1990. Uh, CNN attacks him on how much health care will cost. Right. They go, they, they, this is a talking point over and over again. Uh, we can't have your health care because it's going to cost too much. What do you think about that? Yeah, and they they were like, how can we trust you if you don't tell us how much it will cost us? That was their talking point. And he was saying, like, well, we've proven it's going to cost less than it does now. 
so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Bernie says this is not complicated uh, as far as his health care and the fact that everybody else in the world has universal health care and we don't. He says, this isn't complicated. Let's explain this to you. And again, Tom Steyer backs Bernie up. Uh, let's see. He gets a laugh saying, thank you. Right. The com- uh, the moderator cuts to him and uh, with a question, and he says, uh, just thank you to her even asking him a question about something, and the crowd laughs mm-hmm. because they realize that, at this point, the crowd realizes that, that CNN's attacking him so much that Bernie's just being uh, facetious to them, saying, thank you so much for asking me a question, CNN. Uh, <laughs> and it even got a laugh. Uh, CNN attacks him on socialism again, which I think that was one thing I talked about last week. Uh, you asked... Wh- what's the next thing they're going to attack him on? And I said, probably socialism or his age. They were definitely attacking him on that. And I guess sexism was the thing we didn't think about. Yeah. Sorry that we didn't think about that. Yeah. We should have. All right. Closing statements. I just put down one sentence for each one. Klobuchar says the extremes, uh, don't listen to the extremes and the nonsense. Uh, Tom Steyer says, uh, I may be a billionaire, but I'm, I'm also your teammate. Buddha Joe says, uh, join me. Uh, I'm not in Washington, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Lauren says it's our moment, uh, to have basically saying, uh, to have a first woman president. She was also, as well as Klobuchar, are really pushing the, uh, I'm a woman vote for me, uh, me too kind of thing. Right. Uh, Bernie says this is uh, our moment. If we don't do, uh, if we don't get the things we we're fighting for right now, we're never going to get them. It's time to move. Uh, it's time to move on on this. Uh, it's our it's our moment, is what he said. Uh, and then Biden, very much sounding like a Republican, says we lead the world. We're the USA, 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 USA. <laughs> I have uh, my clear winners and losers of the night. Oh, before we do that, we got to talk about the uh, v- at the oh, very okay. end after the debate ended. Uh, yeah. Their the music is playing and they're showing the stage, and Bernie uh, is going to people. Everybody's shaking hands on the stage, and Bernie's shaking people's hands. Warren shaking people's hands. Warren walks up to Bernie. Bernie has his hand out to shake her hand. And she pulls her hands in, in kind of a, I don't know, uh, almost a praying motion, but with her hands clasped together so that uh, she couldn't even, she, you know, she wasn't extending her hand to, to shake it. And they had some kind of kind of tense standoff. And Tom Steyer is behind them looking like such a goof. It was kind of an amazing moment for Tom Steyer. <laughs> it was. I haven't heard anything today as to what really happened there. Have you? No, no. Okay, hopefully we'll hear more about that today, but uh, it's, you know, uh, you if it would be one thing if it was just between them and they were kind of like, uh, maybe they didn't want to say what happened on stage, but Tom Steyer was right there, so Tom Steyer can tell us what happened. Yeah, it will be interesting because I think he... He, do you think he will come out and tell people about it? I hope so. It would be smart. Yeah. Or, 
the real question is, is the press going to ask him about it? I guess is a better question. Anyway, uh, losers and winners of night. Are you ready? Yep. Let's do losers first. I have uh, P.T. Judge on um, a third. I have Biden on second. And I have uh, Warren on first. Okay, I got uh, Klobuchar three, number three loser, uh, Booty Judge number two loser, and Biden number one because he, I think he had the most to lose. Okay, and uh, my winners is of course Sanders one. Then I uh, thought, uh, um, who is the two left? No, I I suddenly forgot. Uh, I don't. I, said. I don't remember who you said. <laughs> right. No, me neither. Okay, Biden was the first. Uh, then I uh, had Klobuchar uh, in my third. I I don't remember my second. Bernie, I guess. Yeah. I said Bernie was first, though. Oh, Bernie as my first. Yeah. Okay, so Klobuchar as my third. Well, what did I you have? Your remember. number one, two, and three. For your losers, I uh, I had uh, uh, oh I I had the uh, 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 the millionaire as my second one. Oh right, okay. The For winner. second yes. winner, uh, yes. I had Tom Steyer as number one winner. Actually, I had mm. Bernie number yeah. two, and I had Warren number three. I thought Steyer had the most to gain. I thought Bernie did a really good job defending himself, but he he wasn't they they basically he was at a handicap in this debate. Uh, he if he would have attacked Warren, all we would have been hearing today in the press is how sexist he is, right? He right. it was a lose lose for him to attack anybody, ex, uh, even uh, at, at any point, just getting really loud and attacking people. He would have been put across as negative. Warren, I think did a really good job, uh, I just think, she, I mean, I don't think she went in the losers because she did a really good debate, but she is my number three winner, like the worst of the winners, because she definitely, she murdered her campaign in this debate, and and the, the days before it, to be honest. Yeah, no, like I said, I have lost every little respect I have had for that woman. I just, I, 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 it's just like, for me, it's, yeah, it's just un, inexcusable what she did for me. Speaking of the presidential debates and the presidential race, two people dropped out this week. Uh, our favorite, Marianne Williamson and Cory Booker also dropped out. Uh, nothing really interesting to say here, except for the fact that we talked about Marianne Williamson last week. She said even last week. Oh, uh, I'm laying off all my staff, but that doesn't mean I'm stopping my campaign. Right. Well, now she has stopped her campaign. Uh, who do you think is going to be next uh, to drop out? I sadly think maybe it's going to be Gabbard. Uh, yeah, is Gabbard, Yang... Uh, I mean, Bloomberg's not going to drop out at any time soon. No. And, I mean, those are uh. there's a couple other people like Michael Bennett, uh, Deval Patrick. Who, these people are people you've never heard of. Uh, in Ooh. this top six people, 
Uh, it's got to be who the person who's going to drop out, I think, would either be Tom Steyer or Amy Klobuchar. Which one between those two would you see dropping out first? Klobuchar. Yeah, yes, I guess he so. He's got the money. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Klobuchar probably uh, it might be the next per- big person to drop out. Uh, let's talk about Iran. I, but I, I just want to say that I, I think it is a little sad. Uh, out of the, those two, I think it's sadder uh, that Booker left than I think it is Marianne Williamson. Because Booker at least had had some uh, uh, skin in the game. What do you mean? I mean, he at least uh, was in uh, the last debates. Oh, right, okay. Like, not, like he, not, it not, seemed not like he had long. he had some something going for him, but he clearly right. didn't have the money, and he never really... Uh, he wasn't in the top four at any point, or the top three, I guess, like as far as polling and things like that. Uh, and it was... I never really took him 100% seriously after uh, after the whole media tried to push him, and it didn't work, you know what I mean? So. Right, right. Anyway, the way uh, the man they are uh, fighting against, Trump, uh, authorized uh, Soleimani killing seven months before the deadly strike. Remember last week we were talking about the attack on Soleimani, and I had said, I said, uh, there's a chance for next week. We're going to come back. And it's going to be totally proven. There was this eminent attack. We had to kill this guy. Uh, well, now it's being reported that we had planned to kill this guy seven months ago. So how eminent yeah. could that attack have possibly been? <laughs> Super eminent. <laughs> <laughs> seven months is so super eminent. <laughs> so important. Right, yeah. so uh, the there's been protests, and the one thing we didn't put down on our news, but we talk about is the the uh, Iran admitted they downed an airliner that came uh, came from the Ukraine, which is very weird and coincidental that it happens to come from Ukraine, and the, is the plane that gets shot down by the Iranians afterwards. Uh, this increased the tensions and also increased the protests in Iran against the Iranian government. <laughs> Uh, a very weird situation going on here uh, with the whole U.S.-Iran thing uh, because another thing that happened is the U.S., on the same day they tried to kill Soleimani, they tried to kill a whole other Iranian uh, military leader that we didn't know about until this week, uh, but they failed to kill him from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official said <laughs> so- the military airstrike by special operations for- forces targeted... Abdul Shahali, a high-ranking commander in Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard, but the mission was not successful. Yeah. And then Instagram, for some fucking reason, tries to to, uh, get themselves involved with this because they are censoring accounts of Farsi media outlets and Iran influencers. Uh, International Federations of Journalists says uh, and in, the, in in a letter to Instagram CEO uh, Adam Mosseri, the Association of Iran Journalists in Tehran, Iran, called the censorship unprecedented in history of social media networks 
and in conflict with the very intimate actual media actuality of media. <laughs> it's so weird. A spokesperson uh, for Facebook, Stephanie Otwe, says, uh, "Oh, Facebook, which owns Ist- Instagram, of course, uh, right. told uh, the company uh, that the company conducts business under U.S. sanction laws, including those related to U.S. government's designation of the IRGC, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, and its leaders." Uh, so they, Instagram is blocking people's. Uh, post about the Soleimani killing because of sanctions that the U.S. is putting on Iran. Mm-hmm. This is terif- This is <laughs> this is totally <laughs> 1984 style censorship, where it's like uh, we don't like what you're saying about our war acts, so we're just right. going to delete them from hi- from uh, from the platform, right? It's so rich. I mean, this goes back to the whole Alex Jones thing. They censored Alex Jones, right. and now they're they're saying, "Oh, and now we can censor these people." Uh, and then they're gonna say, "Oh, we can censor those people." And eventually, it's gonna be us, bro. That they're gonna say, "Oh, you guys can't talk about uh, aliens. You guys can't talk about uh, crazy religious cults because that's mean. Stop being mean to the religious cults." Stefan Melon, you got in trouble this week as well. Uh, because uh, he also got blocked by a company. I don't remember what company it was. But uh, a company that does with money uh, said he Patreon was or something. Right. Uh, I, I don't remember. Uh, but uh, I watched a YouTube video talking about it that, uh, that uh, Stefan Melonia got in trouble as well. So they are trying desperately to shut up people that uh, but this is what is so weird with this whole situation it's like they they are trying to shut up people on the very far right of media like stefan molina uh uh crazy uh, fat guy uh, everybody on that side of the media but at the same time uh, normal, uh, cool CNN is being as right-wing as they, you know, possible can be without people actually calling them right-wing. Right, How sure. strange, strange is that? I mean, the point with this story is that this is, this is them censoring a left-wing opinion. The anti-war voice is the thing being attacked by Facebook here, is the left-wing anti-war right. voice, not the right-wing in this case, right. which is what we said initially with the whole Alex Jones thing. We're not defending Alex Jones or Stephen Molyneux. We're saying no, no, no. if you're going to, if you're the person who, back a bunch of years ago saying, oh, we need to censor these people because they're a horrible right wing voice, you needed to realize then that eventually it was going to come back and bite you in the ass as a left wing anti war person or whatever, uh, pro woman, pro uh, uh, LGBT. Censoring those people eventually is going to come back and s- to censor you, right? Which we said mm-hmm. at the time, and it's again happening here with this whole Instagram thing. Uh, and it, it's just... It, it's, it, it's hard to see because it's all started with the whole Zuckerberg going to... Uh, going to court with the, the government, right? And the government said, uh, stop doing these things with Russiagate, which... 
we know most of this Russiagate bullshit was all nonsense and, you know, a couple thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, memes on Facebook that are supposed to right. supposedly swayed the election. And because of that, now uh, we have the left wing or the the government is censoring uh, left wing anti-war uh, sentiment on Instagram. Right. So it's it started right. as one thing and it's coming back to bite people in the ass. Uh, it was, by the way, Mailchimp that uh, banned Stefan Malone. Never heard of it. No, okay. But I, I found that this week. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, remember when we talked about this video about Jeffrey Epstein's first suicide attempt? Last right. Week? Uh, two weeks ago, I believe. Uh, at first, we there was... <sighs> This guy came out and said, hey, we, we want to find this videotape. And they're like, uh, oh, we found it. We found this videotape from the first suicide attempt so, to prove this cop, uh, whether or not he was involved in the first suicide attempt. Uh, that was the lawyer that wanted the tape in the first place. Uh, well, it turns out the video uh, from the first suicide attempt now again doesn't exist even though they had found it now it oh. doesn't exist again oh so they lied well remember at the time we said well maybe they just kicked the, the vhs or the uh, betamax tape under the couch <laughs> and they lost it yeah. that way well it's uh, yeah it says the mcc inadvertently preserved the video from the wrong tier within the mcc so uh, they saved the wrong like the video from the wrong camera on the wrong floor of the prison, uh, that was, that's their excuse for uh, this going missing. Mm. Mm. Which I think do is I hilarious. Believe, yeah. Do I believe in them? Uh, no. <laughs> right. We said at the time, what kind of system is this that, that uh, is saving their files where it's like <laughs> saving uh, the wrong tier in, in this in whatever uh, file system they're they're working on it's like the computer it itself is, is putting enough. these files yeah. in the wrong file format i don't or the wrong file folder i mean like how does it it doesn't make any sense it's probably better max as we said <laughs> that is the truth it's not the sad thing anyway uh, let's talk about something very strange, uh, or very cool, because scientists have solved one of history's weirdest Leonardo da Vinci mysteries, Luke. What is this all about? That's right, uh, a mystery of the orb in, uh, Leonardo da Vinci painting deepens. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci painting Salvatore Mundi, uh, looks straightforward at first glance, uh, the depiction of Jesus Christ in the Re Renaissance-era clothing, raising one hand in a blessing and holding a cleared orb in the other. But the orb defies the laws of optics, creating a controversy over just what da Vinci was using as his inspiration. Uh, now a new study argues that the orb may have been a real realistic depiction of a hollow glass ball. Uh, the work has Ooh. not yet been published or peer-reviewed uh, in a peer-reviewed journal, but the preprint of the findings is posted uh, on the preprint site. Uh, for, uh, the University of California Irvine Research uh, 
researchers used the computer rendering technique to show that the appearance of the orb would have been physically possible in the real world if the orb were, orb were made of uh, thinly blown glass. Okay. Yeah. And you see the picture. It looks like he's holding a crystal ball. Right. It? Yeah. Because, I mean, even if you look at the palm of his hand, uh, the way, right. like, a solid glass ball would uh, magnify your palm if you or it magnify anything right. you're looking through at it uh it look even the magnification of his hand is there right so it's it's uh i mean this is a very very fucking early picture of Leonardo uh da vinci and and it is amazing that he has this painting technique i mean it's a fucking amazing picture Right, totally. Uh, the paper of the sphere is just one of many examples of scientists making ill-judgment interventions on Leonardo's studies based on the ignorance of sources, Da Vinci scholar Martin Kemp said, uh, from the his, uh, University of Oxford Trinity College. Uh, so right. there are some people that still disagree with this whole idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, this dates to around the 1500s, and somebody says that it maybe is uh, as late as the 1600s. So, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's very very like you said. And uh, but the solid or uh, orb with magnifying evert image of uh, anything behind it due to the reflection of the right. So, and the orb in the painting doesn't do that. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the palm, like I said, the palm in the hand, it looks like if a solid glass ball, that doesn't look to me like if it, if you were looking through a thin glass ball, but. Right. I agree. Anyway, uh, Trum is uh, occupied with war, as everybody else, and uh, he asks the question, will war happen? This is Trum with Trump tells the truth. We didn't go to war with Iran anyway. Or did we? Or we're going to do it next time? I don't know. It was stopped in the last minute. Or was it? We don't know. Maybe it can start next week, in two weeks, or I don't know. But it's one thing clear, that this president is willing to push it a little further every time. But in the end, he can't pull back. Because we encourage people to be blind fanatics and they you, you are dependent that they believe that you are the strongest man on earth. One, one time you will do something terrible. Re- then I mean really terrible. Before 1914, many people thought that the World War One will not happen. And when it happened, they thought it would be end by Christmas. It lasted for four years and millions of millions of people die because of stubbornness because nobody was willing to do anything who can benefit peace. After the First World War, we did same mistakes as we do now. We tried to make international treaties and institutions, but it failed. That ended up in strong people, strong men, any situation that nobody wanted to pull back from, and a Second World War. We are now on the brink of a new one. It didn't start this time. But somewhere down the line, somebody's going to do something bullshit, 
and they're going to press it harder and harder and they always think that they can rally around this shit and get away with it but in the end they can't how much further will will Donald Trump push Iran we don't know how much will he push other countries we don't know but it's soon election and he think he can pull it so hard and in the last minute pull it back and give himself credit for saving the day yes a lot of people during history believed that and it didn't end well we can end up in a catastrophic tenses that we can't come back from you may think this is funny you may think that strong men do good things but there are no time in history that strong leaders who pissing on the democratic institution do it well it's no place in history where pissing on international treaties and institutions worked well either well yes the UN is not perfect but why don't we try to make it better the European Union is not perfect well we could then make that better too but, but there are some people on the left too who believe that just putting everything back and starting anew is a good thing bringing chaos in hope that they will get the power in the end it doesn't work that way never it never come anything good out of it we are now on the edge of something new. Is our choices to the next election in the next two years who see this end good or bad? I hope it would end good, but I'm not positive anymore because so much shit happened that I lost my faith in humankind. This was Tron with Tronto's Truth. Thank you, Tron. Anything you want to say about that? I don't know. I think you covered everything in there. Uh, just plug the email address, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email there, or you can go to our Twitter, uh, at podcastadc on Twitter. We're almost at a thousand followers. We're like ten people away, so everybody go uh, check us out on Twitter. Uh, also check out the Pod All The Time Network on Twitter. Uh, they help us out. They also uh, help out a whole bunch of other podcasts. If you want to check them out, Go to Pod All The Time Network and check out all the other podcasts in our network. We also have a Facebook page if you want to go to Facebook. Uh, we got something underneath our last show talking about uh, Magna's... Uh, is that how you say it? Magna, yeah. Uh, his most anticipated TV shows and movies. Uh, okay. Number five, The Night House uh, for movies. Number four, Godzilla uh, versus Kong 3. Uh... Oh, no, that's number four. Number three, VFW. Number two, False Positive. Number one, uh, Last Night in Soho. Uh, TV, oh, number yeah. five, uh, Little Fires yeah. Everywhere. Uh, number four, We mm-hmm. Are Who We Are 3. Uh, oh, no, We Are Who We Are. Number three, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, number two, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and number mm-hmm. one, uh, Love Lovecraft Country. Sorry. Uh, oh, Lovecraft's country, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he had a single show that either of me and you said anything about last week, so a whole different list there oh. for people to check out. Uh, he says, I also must say that I love how you guys read comments and emails. It's something I think a lot of other shows are missing. So thank you so much. Ah, thank you so much, Magna. Thank you for enjoying the show. Remember to share this podcast if you enjoy the show. It's a free podcast. We don't ask you for money. If you want to give us money, 
contact Luke. <laughs> He's the money manager of the show. Right. <laughs> so if you have like ten thousand dollars you want to give us, contact Luke. But well, sharing is free, cool. so go ahead and share the podcast yeah. uh, wherever podcasts are shared. Mm-hmm. Do it on your uh, do it on your uh, mail monkey because I don't even know what that is. <laughs> right. Do do it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TV. Have you seen any TV this week? Because gosh darn it, I have. I only saw one new thing, really. Uh, I, wow. I was pretty busy all week, so uh, I only saw one thing. So why don't you start out? I will, uh, because I saw The Outsider this week. Was that the one thing you saw this week? No. Good. Uh, the Outsider. Um, this is very, 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 very good. This is based on uh, Stephen King. Uh, novel, the two first shows, uh, first two episodes, sorry, are out. Uh, Mendelssohn, uh, I don't remember what his first name is, uh, but he's in this is as a policeman. Okay. And I love him. Yeah, uh, Ben Mendelssohn uh, is, is his name. I suddenly forgot. Uh, but uh, Ben Mendelssohn is in this as a policeman, and he's very good. Uh, so is Patrick Bateman, and it's more or less about uh, a man uh, commits a crime. Uh, they arrest him, but finds out that he has an alibi that's watertight. And more than watertight, there's fucking video of him <laughs> uh, being in a different place at the same time as they have the fingerprints of the guy. <laughs> And everybody has, like, uh, seen him, and uh, they find fingerprints inside of the car that's used and everything like that. So how can a man be on two places at the same time? That's what the premise of the show is. Okay. So I give it a strong 8.5. All right. Uh, I guess the one thing I saw was Medical Police, uh, Netflix. It was... Yep. It's the sequel to uh, Children's Hospital, which was on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. I believe. I remember watching a few yeah. episodes of it back in the day. It's It was good. It was okay. I was never a huge fan of it, but this uh, I was pretty entertained by. I went into it kind of with low expectations, so that might have helped. But uh, I watched it all, and I was entertained by it. It, it. it is really easy. The comedy is really simple and stupid, but also funny, yeah. so I liked it. It reminds me very of um, uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine 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 or whatever it's called. I thought, it, but it's even more goofy. It's like even more yeah. ridiculous uh, than Brooklyn Nine Nine, which compared to this takes itself a little bit seriously. But that's only compared to this, I guess. Right. Uh, I give it a six point right. five. Uh, I, I give it a 7.5. Okay, yeah, I could be pers- persuaded to a 7, but I don't think I'd go above that. Okay. I saw Park Your 5 this week. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, yeah, the remake! Yes, the remake of Park Your 5. And now they are uh, taken by ISIS. Oh, this is the most 
political show you can ever see, and you will fucking hate it. I give it a two. Then I said, so James May, our man in Japan, uh, that's a, 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 a documentary. Uh, I freaking loved it. It was very, very, very funny. I gave it an eight. Uh, and that's what I saw this week, yeah. Okay, uh, let's go into some TV news, which we skipped over somehow. Uh, yep. Binge-watching addiction being treated in the UK for the first time. Uh, UK clinic begins treating binge-watching addiction, uh, which is a new phenomenon when people binge-watch TV and movies. Uh, binge-watching TV addiction is officially being treated in the UK. Uh, although Netflix began its business as a mail-order DVD rental service, the company mostly substantially... Most substantial claim to fame is its streaming service, which is one of the first. When Netflix launched its online uh, component, users suddenly had instant access to an expanding supply of TV shows and movies, allowing users to watch as much content as possible all in one sitting. So binge-watching. Are they describing what binge-watching is? Like, we don't know what that is? (laughs) Yes. Who is reading this? (laughs) 50-year-old people. Binge-watching often comes under fire for uh, other reasons, too. Uh, Such as uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and firefighter creator Josh Whedon believing that binge-watching TV uh, shows uh, makes TV shows less complete. Others in the industry believe that weekly episodes are more conducive to storytelling as well as a way to keep viewers more engaged, which uh, that's... That's the whole thing here is keeping viewers more engaged. And also they want, uh, this is, to me, this, this is really, they're saying, uh, binge watching, you don't watch commercials, right? Right. Right. <laughs> so they're mad at that. I think is what is really going on here. What do you think about this? No, it's BS. I think I think there's an addiction component. As someone that o- almost almost only been watch things, uh, as someone that that usually sees two episodes and waits to I can see the rest uh, if I like it or not. Uh, I, I I can relate to this, so I I just yeah I find it in, in interesting right now. Uh, because this is the reason why I don't have a lot of new things that I watched. Uh, I started watching CSI in Miami from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there's like 16 seasons of that or something like right. that. <laughs> and uh, I, I like watching things like that. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I enjoy watching things like that in order. The funny part is they mention in here the whole DVD thing, and they're like, binge-watching started when Netflix uh, moved over to streaming service, and I'm thinking, I remember going to Blockbuster Video and getting all, like, going and getting every DVD of Invader Zim and binge-watching that with uh, my girlfriend at the time, who had never seen it, so I wanted her to see it, and we sat down and watched the whole thing. This uh, This was before Netflix was really a big thing as far as uh, even the DVD side of it. And then I remember getting Netflix and having the DVD before streaming and right. binge-watching Three's Company uh, from the DVDs from Netflix. So this is not 
just because Netflix has streaming service either. The first thing I remember that I binge watched, I think, was Twin Peaks. The second thing I remember binge watching was uh, X Files because I wasn't allowed to see X Files when I was little. Right. That was uh, on DVD. Yeah. Extremely weird. Talking about Netflix, uh, uh, they really love Eurovision for some strange reason. Uh, they plan to, uh, or they have signed an agreement with the Icelandic uh, broadcasting system uh, to sponsor. Uh, they're uh, going into uh, Eurovision. 2020. Uh, they do this to improve its markers present in Iceland, because the company operation is uh, uh, simple, but about 90% of Icelandics, uh, Icelanders are aged to 19 to 29 have access to the content provider. Uh, Netflix producer, the science uh, series director, Baltasar Kumar, and then Netflix producer Will Ferrell, a film about Eurovision, was also partly recorded in Hustavik in Iceland. It's not clear whether this project has affected the sponsorship agreement. Vizier did not. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they have now uh, agreed to pay them 10 million Icelandic crowns. And help them getting into the competition. It's interesting. I mean, it's definitely a PR move on their part. It's not like they're doing this out of the kindness of their heart or anything. It's, no, no. It's but uh, it, it's a lot of money uh, for them to put into this whole thing, and I imagine they're going to get content out of it as well. They're going to have, uh, they're going to probably have rights to the performance and everything that happens with it. So. And if, right. what if Iceland wins? Then Netflix get to, gets to brag about that as well. So that could right. uh, that could be something interesting to look forward to when we start talking about Eurovision when it actually starts happening. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, one thing I was going to mention uh, as far that I forgot as far as Netflix and streaming services. One thing I tried to watch this week uh, w but was unable to is Mork and Mindy because I was like I want to find an old show to watch. You know what I mean? Mork right. and Mindy is not available. We have so many streaming services now. It's not available on any street. I have to go out now and find it illegally because nobody, it's not available anywhere. Mm. Let's talk about the most boring thing I watched this week. Messiah episode two. What is episode two about Luke? That's right. Episode two called Tremor. Uh, in Israel, tensions, tensions rise while CIA officer Eva seeks answers, and dramatic footage of Al Maish goes viral. In Texas, a desperate pastor forms a plan. Mm hmm. Is this Christian propaganda? Anti Christian propaganda thing? Uh, I kind of like this episode. You seem to not like it. Really? Yeah. yeah, no, I I did not like it, but uh, but is this anti-Christian propaganda on the uh, series? I'm beginning to think so, because this this preacher uh, thing is is very, he's very unlikable. 
in this episode. Right. It seems like he's it's a struggling Texas preacher who it looks like to me he's going to burn his church down to try to get the insurance money. Right. That's what I yeah. got from it. Uh my guess is this uh prophet is going to end up showing up in Texas. Is that's what I'm I'm guessing they're going with this. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the parts uh, from again, I find the most intriguing scenes are with uh, the prophet or whatever he says. We don't really know yet. Uh, the charlatan, everything that's in Israel and when he's talking is very interesting. This uh, FBI elements of the the show is extremely boring. But I, I found the, the preacher thing interesting. That's that's maybe the most. In, I thought this was a better episode than than last week, but it was still it still felt like a chore to watch it. Uh, I think you just went into it making it feel like a chore because this episode was a hundred and two hundred times better than the last episode. This was a whole different show to me. Uh, Okay. I like the part uh, where uh, we realized that the gun went off, but uh, nobody, or we hear a gunfire, but no gun went or ever went off. And if you notice in that scene beforehand, there's like a giant speaker in the background. It's clear that's going to be where it came from. Uh, I like the dynamics of what's happening in the show comparatively to politics today. Uh, with the whole Iran situation, with Israel and everything, uh, with what's happening in the Middle East in relation to what's happening in the show. And in that way, I found it very interesting um, the, how the CIA is involved in all these things. Uh, I think this show is would be good to cover in the sense that we'd be, we'd be able to um, see it... Uh, it's one of those shows like uh, what was it? what was that show where they're chasing the people uh, and it's the law enforcement agents. Uh, what was that show called? Right, right. Hunted, hunted, H hunted. Right. There was the UK version. Right. We watched the US version. That show it showed the behind the scenes of these CIA things. I feel like this show is like telegraphing uh, all these moves as far as the US and the Middle East, uh, and it it. In that sense, I think it would be interesting to cover. Oh, we, we're definitely going to cover it more big, because I, I find it interesting enough. But uh, like I said, it, I still felt like it was very sure. I, like I said, I, I think it's very anti-Christian. I like, I like that element of it. But uh, if I was a Christian, I would be maybe a little more angry at it. I like the scene uh, where they're in uh, the mosque and the guy, right. the the all the guys in the mosque are watching on this iPad the video of the prophet or whatever this guy is, right. and they're like, uh, "This guy is blasphemous. This guy is anti-Muslim because he's saying that uh, Christians and Muslims should not fight each other." Uh, and they're saying right. that's anti-Muslim, which I, that that that's the parts of the show where I go, okay, this is kind of interesting. The points they're they're trying to make here, right? But yeah, no, I give this uh, episode a five point five. Uh, I give it a six. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not far behind you. <laughs> no, and I think we agree that this was way better than the first episode. It was clear the oh, yeah. first episode was definitely a pilot, and this episode felt yeah. like the actual show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But look, now we will talk about peace and inner strength through unity, look, because we are going to talk about the most cool organization in the world, because we're going to talk about the planetary Activation organization. Ba, ba, ba. Doesn't it sound like a superhero thing? <laughs> it does. I didn't even think of it like Captain Planet. Yeah. 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 Planetary activation organization. It sounds like uh, in a really bad Disney uh, TV show. If it was a superhero Disney TV show, that would be the name yes. of the organization. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is planetary activation organization? Right, we covered this um, slightly in the past because this is the spin-off group from the Ground Crew Project, which we covered mm-hmm. a, f- a n- number of episodes ago. Uh, or the original Ground Crew Project, according to who you fucking speak to. Right, this would be this is was created by the originator of the Ground Crew Project, right. Sheldon Needleson. Uh, <clears throat> we'll get into that in a second. Uh, no, Sheldon Needle. I always want to say Needleson for some reason, but it's ne- Sheldon Needle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a website. I think we're going to start at the website, yeah? Yes, and that is paoweb.com. Uh, That's paoweb.com. So let's go there. And uh, this site is very, very dark, and... This has not been updated since the 90s. <laughs> right, it, it, but if you look down, it says copyright uh, 1996 to 2020. So ni- 96 right. was when they split up, clearly. But it's right. pretty easy to figure out where you're supposed to go because it, there's a s- bot, uh, what, far left, second box down on the website that says first time on this website, click here. So we should probably do mm-hmm. that first. Uh Message introduction of the Planetary Activation Organization. Uh, We have to see all things that are now happening as interconnected and quite representative of the profound holistic pattern of the Supreme Creator. Oh, that the Supreme Creator is weaving for us. This divine plan is being unraveled before us in in the most incredible way... A wise way. Each move is being made like the moves of the most elegant chess master. Each step has the meaning that exists on many levels at once. Every move is designed to impress each of us towards our one wonderful goal. First contact with our ancestors and our galactic brothers and sisters. (laughs) This path leads towards the deep reflection into true meanings of the human souls and how it come, uh, how this truth forms in basis of who we truly are. For the underlying truth is that the foundation for uh, knowledge, for all knowledge. We are seekers of what is real and how this reality forms the basis of all things that exist in creation. We all endure in some way to amalgamate, uh, amalgamate our truth uh, with profound ways 
of the Supreme Creator. Now is the time when this wish shall be granted, not just to the select few, but to us all. It says quantum biology states that the energy of thought can be can alter body cells. Qu quantum biology states that energy of thought can alter body cells. Okay, there we go. Change metabolism and most importantly transform RNA and DNA. Consciousness can now be scientifically seen to create changes in our physical reality. The most important aspect of this discovery deals with human gene structure. Genetics have noticed that in the past half decade that humans have been using the third strand of their DNA to, to mutate into more profound beings. There you go. <laughs> Many children born with connection three strands DNA have some wondrous abilities. This abilities have included the ability to teleport, to disappear and reappear at will, and to move an object of some weight easily across rooms. It now appears that we are changing into more conscious being. In addition, the numbers of being modified in one way or another have increased explosionally in the last three years. Do you know this? <laughs> clearly. clearly <laughs> we yes. are a species undergoing... Yes, clearly. Clearly, we are a species undergoing a most profound shift in our reality. Oh, this right. is so funny. So this... If you want to go back, yeah, it, it, this is probably all just sounds crazy to you because you haven't listened to episode 218 of our podcast, episode 218. Go back and listen to that when we talk about the Ground Crew Project. Uh, we go all into what they believe, and Sheldon Needle is the person who started that. Uh, he split off of them because it was taken over by this other person. I'm going to talk a little bit about Sheldon Needle real quick, and we'll go back to the website in a second. Sheldon Needle claims he had extraterrestrial and UFO experiences shortly after his birth on November 11, 1946, claiming that he was contacted by ETs from the planet Sirius. Needle stated that his experience consisted of such events as telepathic communication, being taught aboard spacecraft, and gaining knowledge from direct core implants. Uh, he published a book in 1994, You're Becoming a Galactic Human Being, in which he describes boyhood encounters with extraterrestrials who landed in his backyard. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this guy from a very young... Sorry. This guy from a very young age believed he was contacted by aliens. Uh... If you go into this whole first in, the introduction, first time visitor information, it's talking when it's talking about uh, contacting the supreme leader uh, and uh, what of oh, the Galactic Federation and all things like that. He's talking about the aliens he met when he was a little kid. Right. We just a little recap of Ground Crew Project. Go back and listen to episode two eighteen. The most ironic thing I have ever seen on this page is uh, <laughs> at the at the last paragraph. Its purpose, uh, it is the purpose of this organization to bring you up to date to reveal what's happening out there in the heavens that surround us and advise you of how to take action to prepare yourself for a new reality and the first contact with the Galactic Federation. 
we are all together in need to see that we are one. And what is happening is happening to all of us. Let me close with the blessing of love and light to us all. Salamat, ya. See it on for be in joy. Respectively submitted, Sheldon Needle, founder, Kul Kulimuai, November 1997. 1997, right. Right. So... You remember this purpose of this organization to bring us up to date? 23 <laughs> years ago, right. <laughs> Just 23 years ago. <laughs> Sorry. I just find this extremely funny. Right. Uh, uh, again, uh, one thing they believe as far as <laughs> when it's talking in this about... Uh, changing their DNA and RNA and all these other things, they believe that the Earth is going to go through this photon belt in 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 space, and it's going to change our genetic codes from uh, double helix DNA to 12 helix DNA. So instead of having two helix helixes in our DNA, it's going to have 12 uh, helixes in the DNA pattern. Uh, and the dormant... dormant pineal gland will become activated and an immediate healing process will take place for the human race. Uh, also, our cosmic capabilities, uh, we would regain its galactic ability, or our bodies would regain the galactic ability <clears throat> Excuse me, to rejuvenate itself, overcome illness and aging, and become telepathic is another thing that... Uh, right. right. So where do we want to go next on the website. Oh, so uh, well, I ha I have a question for you. What are you doing on Sunday? Because I know what you're doing on Sunday. What am I doing? You're going to the January POL live galactic activations the web seminar question and answers with guest humor K Sawyer on Sunday, January 19. It's from 12 uh, to 1.30 p.m. and PST. It is, but mm -hmm. where is it? Because it doesn't seem to say anywhere on this. <laughs> I know. It's just click there. Just click there and uh, nothing happens. Uh, special DVD offer? The shifts are coming. Are you ready? Click here. Let's click there. How much where is it? DVDs? I don't see it. Oh, on the front page. Oh, okay. I was looking at the page we were just on. Okay. Front page. Where am I going? A special DVD offer. The shifts are coming. Are you ready? Click here. Yep. Okay. Okay. Let's go to that site. Uh, because that's the most funny thing. Uh, DVD. Okay. Special DVD. Downloadable DVD. Special downloadable DVD. I don't think they know what DVD means, but okay. <laughs> How do you, uh, well, we could download the DVD and you could burn it yourself. Maybe that's what they think. Uh, why Maybe. wouldn't you just watch it on your computer if you're going to burn it to DVD? That doesn't really make any sense. Uh, the, uh, the order, uh, The Shifts Are Coming is the name of the DVD. And it's only nineteen ninety five, which is apparently 30% off. So mm -hmm. it was over $20 before for a downloadable DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the topics are The Great Shifts, Reality Shift. A shift in consciousness, the shift in our psychological reality, the geopolitical elements, earth changes, 
Defining the new reality. Oh, I, I really want to define the new reality. Our new conscious selves. <sighs> this is... This is definitely super 90s looking. Even the DVD cover looks like something straight out of the 90s. Uh, and you have, uh, you have some books, of course. Uh, right. Uh, first contact... Uh, First contact, or uh, your first contact, uh, mm -hmm. uh, will take place on an amazing journey in Earth's past, present, and future. It will give you a comprehensive overview of your off-world origins and your true purpose. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gonna need uh, that $19 one. $19.75. Or $10 for a Manhattan PDF, Manhattan. if you want to read it in yeah. PDF format. Uh, Salmatia, the saturation uh, shift that lies with, uh, within reach, are full of concerns clouded in uncertainty. uncertainty. This book helps you to clarify these issues and shows you how to create a light network that is the solution focused on self-organization and points to the way towards the restoration of your full consciousness. I have no fucking clue what that means. Well, we'll get into it because go back to the main page from, okay? Uh, yeah, go to you can also buy two pins for $16, by the way. You can buy a pin for $16. You get six uh, buttons, though. So. Yeah, well, I, I would actually buy one of those because it would be hilarious to try to explain to somebody, like, you're wearing, oh, what's that <laughs> button you're wearing? Oh, a uh, planetary activization organization. Maybe you've heard of it. And you go into explaining it to them. Actually, that would be hilarious. I would wear it ironically. It would be funny to wear. Go back to the main page and go to introduction. Yeah. Uh, oh, introducing Galactic Federation members, Fro. Okay. Uh, introduction okay. to the Galactic Federation of Light. The Galactic Federation of Light was founded over 4.5 million years ago, Fro, to prevent <laughs> interdimensional dark forces from dominating and exploiting this galaxy. At present, there are just over 200,000 members, star nations, uh, confederations, Ooh. or unions. Approximately 40% approximately are humanoid, and the rest are varied forms of sentient beings. Most members of the Galactic Federation are fully conscious beings. Some of them aren't, aren't okay. fully conscious, apparently. For, I'm not really sure how they how they come to the meetings without being conscious, but uh, to familiarize <laughs> you with our space family, we will periodically present information about the Galactic Federation member species. We hope that this information will help you identify or validate any experiences you may have had with these beings. Our purpose is to foster goodwill and understanding of the star nations and our answer to call Earth's spiritual hierarchy to assist us in our ascension and transformation process. And, and then aren't you happy that we have a little left over actually members of the Federation. We have have the Adromans. Adrom Adrom you know Adromeda like the star system Adrom it's Adromedins, I think. Okay. Actorians. That sounds right. Uh, Bellatrixians. Centaurians. Minitakens. 
Tausitinians. Tausitinians. Formal Houtans. Formal Houtans. Pro. Procyons. Procyonians. Procyonians. Jesus Christ. I'm going to start because it sounds the silliest. Uh, peg- Pegasanians, which sounds like Pegasus, obviously. Uh, member name, Pe- the Pegasus Star League, accepted into the Galactic Federation 3.78 million years ago. They were, orig- they were originally uh, a series of special colonies founded by the uh, Syrian, and that's Syrian as in... The the star system Sirius, not the the country Syria. It's spelled with an I, not a Y. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Syrian uh, governing council some four million years ago. Uh, the constellation of Pegasus is a vast cluster of a thousand stars located between the constellation uh, of Cygnus and Aquarius. Uh, physical mm-hmm. appearance. Their first type resembles that of Sirius B humanoid colonists. The men vary from perfectly formed muscular physiques to childlike bodies and are six feet, uh, six feet to seven feet, four inches, wait, and are six feet, uh, six feet, six inches to seven feet, four inches. Okay, so they're Mm -hmm. really tall, apparently Big Show and like the Great Collie are these people, in height with blonde to light brown hair. Blonde to light brown hair and light blue to green colored eyes. Uh, the women are extremely voluptuous in appearance and are six feet two inches to six feet eight inches tall. Uh, they have extremely white, pale, uh, uh, or light blue skin. Mm-hmm. Special treats and abilities. The being uh, from Pegasus and known for their prowess. What the fuck is prowess? They're a bit like they're uh, they're really good at it, is what it means. Oh, as in innovators, scientists, and diplomats. <laughs> Average amount of sleep needed one and a half to three hours, depending on the species. And there are two languages spoken: one is slightly toned and harmonic sounding; the other is more cultured and coarse. All right, which one do you want to do next? Let's do another one. Bellatricians, because uh, Bella twins. Bella, Bella. Uh, Star Star Nation of Bellatrix, uh, former member of the League of Orion and its sector's headquarter from the former Alliance, uh, accepted Mm -hmm. into the Galactic Federation only three years ago. So they're really recent, but that was probably three years ago in 1997, so actually, you know... (laughs) 30 years ago. Uh, One of the brightest stars in the constellation of Orion is the bright star found just right above the belt of Orion, so that's where they live. Physical appearance, very scaly and bony. Upper head is surrounded by large bony crest, uh, large red or dull yellow eyes that resemble Earth reptiles. So these are are the reptilians. Uh, They are set forward just above and on either side... A uh, very small nose. Mouth has thin lips that run from one side of the head to the other. N- uh, non-existent ears. Only sign of them is ec- extra smooth three-inch circle on either side of the head just behind the eyes. Skin is scaly like a crocodile. Green, yellow, brown, or red in color. Small bony chest runs up the middle of the back. 
oh, crest runs up the middle of the back and is connected to a larger crest found on top of the head. I This is, sounds like the pictures we've seen of, uh, you know, what you would think or of reptilian. as, like, yeah. reptilian yeah. aliens, yeah. Uh, special treats and abilities noted for great diplomatic and leadership skills in charge... Uh, for the past six million years, all former alliance forces in the sector of the Milky Way galaxy, average m- m- amount of sleep needed, five to eight hours, uh, language very coarse and guttural, filled with deep growling and hissing no- noises. Right, those are just two of the, uh, what, nine uh, different ones right. that you can go check out. Check out, go to PA. A p a o w web dot com, and then like we said, go go to the uh, what was it called on the main page? Let me go back. Introduction to Galactic Introduction. Federation members, right? Uh, what uh, should we go to now? Uh, if you go in it, where, where we just were, inter, inter, Introduction to Galactic Federation members, uh, you see, there's like a yellow list there. Yeah. With yeah. links, there's one that says, "Are you a star seed?" So let's go there. Okay. Uh, why don't you start reading this one? What are star seeds? Star seeds are individuals who feel excitement and longing upon learning that they have might uh, uh, originated from another world. They experience an aloneness and separateness that is the human condition but also the sense of being foreigners on the planet. They find the behavior and motives of our society puzzling and illogical. Well, illogical, then I'm fucking uh, starseed then. Um, uh, Starseeds are often more reluctant to become involved with institutions of uh, society, uh, like uh, political, economic, healthcare... uh, even uh, an early age, they tend to discern and hidden agendas of such uh, conventions with usually unusually clarity. This is my favorite part. Many starseeds are practiced in rapid spiritual weight loss. Starseeds can throw <laughs> off in a few years the limited behavior patterns of fears that the Earth humans... <laughs> might take uh, many lifetimes to accomplish. This is because starseeds have been on similar missions on other planets, are quite familiar with the procedures and techniques of raising the consciousness. You remember that yellow thing that we went to? Yeah. So go back to the page before. Yeah, okay. What's new on this website? Okay. Let's click that. Uh, oh, webinars. Order, order. Yeah, you can um, order things. There's uh, for twenty five dollars, you get three webinars. Uh, that's a forty percent saving. We'll get to web seminar forty five, forty four. Uh, the f- uh, f- first contaction flick for five star seats. Way showers full consciousness, and then web sem- seminar eighty one. What happened with uh, four to five to up up to eighty one? Uh, those those weren't as cool as eighty one. No, <laughs> right. Preparing for 
and announcements disclosure and the fifth dimension. Oh, right. the pictures for that is amazing. So that's new on this page. So let's go back to the main page. Uh, go all the way to the bottom in the middle. Uh, it says yep. the mission. Okay. The mission. Okay. An organization is uh, uh, the PAO mission. Uh, the organization established to support Sheldon Needle's four-fold mission. Its purpose is, number one, to prepare the world's world for first contact with the Galactic Federation. Number two, to spread the message of the Galactic Federation. Number three, to establish a network of planetary activa activation groups around the world. Hence the name. Mm -hmm. uh, to promote our role as physical angels and earth stewards. <laughs> Coffee? Tea? <laughs> we are flight attendants on Earth. Oh, this is so funny. Let's go. Uh, who's Sheldon Needle, maybe? Sure. Okay. Uh, right. That's on the main page all the way down at the bottom again. It kind of goes into uh, what I was talking about as far as him growing right. up uh, and his, uh, let's see, anything interesting here? Oh, around age 14, Sheldon requested that Syrians, again spelled with an I, not a Y, Syrians and the Galactic Federation of Light Allies discontinue communication with him because he was experiencing overwhelming conflict between their scientific knowledge and what he was learning here on Earth. So uh, they left him, but the... Galactic Federation of Light Allies told him they would be back when it was time to complete his mission for planet Earth and her people. In high school, he was placed in advanced science programs in subject areas such as physics, chemistry, and calculus. Uh, he received his MA in political science from the University of Buffalo in 1968. He also received an MA in Southeast Asian government from the Ohio University in 1970, and also oh. an MA in American politics and international public administration from the University of Southern California, where he also pursued a PhD program in 1974 to 1976. Ooh. In 1970s, he was vice president for the scientific program for Centaur Productions, where he co-created a documentary on the life of Nicholas, uh, the life and accomplishments of Nikola Tesla. So this guy is born in 46. That makes him how old? I don't think he's still alive, but uh, he possibly. I, I'm not really sure. Is he dead? Well, let's go back no, he's and 70, see. He's 73 years old. Okay, maybe he's not dead. I'm not really... I, I no. didn't see anything about if he was alive or dead on this page. Have you? I, I would assume that they would probably say that right here in the who is he uh, section of their website. But they do have a Facebook page uh, that's called Sheldon Needle Planetary Activation Organization. So let's go check that. I'm going to go to posts on their Facebook page, Phil. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to go down and see what the most recent post is. January 15th, 2019. So today they posted something on their Facebook page. So wow. this is super rel uh, relevant. So uh, their most recent one is called "A Message to Light Workers," Caroline Oceana Ryan. All right, 
Let's okay. see, what is this? It looks like a blog, so it's linking me to some kind of blog. MadMimi.com. Uh, greetings from the Galactic Heart. I want to share a fun story. A couple nights ago, St. Germain came in while Sheldon and I were doing our nightly decrees and affirmation rituals. Sheldon started recruiting puns on... Uh, oh, reciting puns on the words I was saying. Some were funny and some not so much, but all were clever. I asked Sheldon, is Gory here? Uh, note, Gory is Sheldon's land... Sentation... Oh, sent... Sentation guide. All sentation enjoy. All sentations enjoy jokes, puns, and anything that would make one laugh. <laughs> no, it's it's the count. Sheldon replied, "Count Saint Germain." I asked. <clears throat> yes, Sheldon replied. He wants to be called the count tonight. Okay, wonderful. While we have you, count, I'd like to ask you a few questions about the state of the world and our an ascension process. Uh. No, I no can do. The count said, "Why not?" I asked you. I asked, and you shall receive. I stated. The count replied, "I'm here on a mission. A mission to make Sheldon laugh so he can heal. And since you are here too, uh, or since you are here, you too." And it goes on and on and on about this whole. Uh, so this is <laughs> from today. Uh, her wow. them talking about. I guess this is Caroline Oceana Ryan, who is obviously married to Sheldon Needle, it sounds like to me, or at least they're right. living together, uh, according to this story. Yeah, so this is not something just straight out of the 60s or something like that. This is still current. Cool. How many members do you think they have? I haven't looked. <sighs> not a lot, I hope. Oh, I figured you had it. Uh, I've no, got it right no, here. No. Okay. 8,164 total followers. Okay. That's a lot of people. <laughs> That's just their Facebook. Almost 10,000, so... Uh, they got some good memes on here. Uh, don't be afraid to be open-minded. Your brain isn't going to fall out, is one of the memes on their page. Oh, ooh. Good one. That's very, very funny. Yeah. So, look, where on the crazy scale does this end up? Because I have an answer. Okay, why don't you go first then? <laughs> this is very high up on the crazy scale. Yes. This is this is a ten for me. A ten out of ten, look. I think it's the first 10 out of 10 I have. I'm going to have... I, just... I, I'll go a 9... 9.5. I'll uh, go 9.5 on this one, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you could convince me this is a 10. This is... So <laughs> wild and crazy. I don't even know where to start with it. I feel like th this guy may be being taken advantage of a little bit by some of these people. Maybe he's uh, got... Uh, split personality or something like that according li listen to right. the story we just mentioned maybe he's got some kind of schizophrenia or something like that and yeah. people are not yeah. uh, giving him help but he seems perfectly happy uh i mean he's got saint germain there to keep him laughing so yeah no i agree but uh yeah no this is just cuckoo cuckoo i found something on mobmimi.com uh, right, uh, we found, so if you want to go there, well, like we said, madmimi.com, but their, fa or their Facebook page is where they're 
like posting all these uh, blog posts. But what did you find on there? Uh, yeah, on the evening of March 17, 2011, we have just finished a free live web seminar. I went into Sheldon's office uh, to congratulate him on the well, well, uh, job well done. And he went to stand up and hug me. He collapsed in, into the desk and with a thud. Panic struck me through my body. What is wrong? What happened? I'm so dizzy, Sheldon croaked. I can't stand up. Help! I assisted him to our bed. When uh, uh, he was Asian white, Asian, oh, Ashen white, <laughs> like ashes, right? Yeah, right. I asked if I could call the ambulance, and he said, "No, no, no doctors. I will be okay." He he declared. Well, he wasn't. Sheldon could not sit up, uh, being extremely nauseated. I had to feed him, bathe him. Uh, it was scary. About a week, we managed to maneuver him down the sh uh, stairs and into a car to his uh, a chiropractor that said it was the bra worst brainstem injury he has ever seen. Brainstem injury? We concluded that Sheldon had had an extreme case of vertigo. Now we were confused. Take it from there. The next day they visited a Chinese herbalist and acupuncturist, because that's where you go after you find out you have a brainstem injury. Uh, after working on Sheldon, he told us that it was more serious than a brainstem injury. Um, it was the most serious brainstem injury. Uh, again, a brainstem injury. How? What? They, she said. Uh... That's when many psychic people from around the world told us that, it, in their own unique words, Sheldon was zapped by a direct energy weapon. Basically, it was a microwave bullet. A dark cabal had tried to take Sheldon out. We were also told by various sources on the same night, 21 other people had been attacked. At first, uh, it, I had a hard time accepting it because I believed in my whole heart we were protected from such attacks. We demanded to know... From our galactic teams, what happened, they confirmed that Sheldon had been hit with a direct energy weapon, and we were shaken to our core. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you asked me if I think he is taking, uh, being taken advantage of. Yes, is that it. Yes. Moving on, Oscar nominations. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, many um, Oscar nominations. Uh, Joker is nominated for 11 Oscars. Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and 1917 uh, each get 10 nods. Um, anything else that you found interesting? Uh, the backlash from uh, Joker getting 11 Oscar nominations from the media. <laughs> they were not happy about it because everybody's saying no. it's it's an incel movie. <clears throat> it doesn't deserve to have as many as Titanic was one person I saw say that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anything else interesting in here as far as like big name? Oh, the one thing that a lot of people were saying about uh, comparing uh, Joker two was uh, why why isn't Hustler why didn't Hustlers get any Oscar nominations? Right. 
you saw that movie. Uh, why didn't it Hustlers get any Oscar nominations from? Because it's shit. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have to do yeah. with that it's they're sexist. It's that no. it was a shit movie. Okay. <laughs> See, there and you go. Ex- I, explanation done. I, Dolomite uh, was my name. Was also like people were like, "Oh, Eddie Murphy should go, have gotten an Oscar," and I was like, mm, "He should." It wasn't that great really? of a movie, right? No. Uh, Norway is super excited. Do you know why? Why? Because uh, Into the Unknown from Frozen Two has uh, the backing vocalist there is Norwegian. Oh, okay. So Norwegian, Norway, uh, Norwegian media is like Norway has chances for getting an Oscar, and I'm, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, uh, best pictures: Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. I was very, very happy to see Parasite on this list. I hope it wins. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Anyway, have you seen any movies this week? I saw one movie. uh, Bulletproof 2. Did you ever see Bulletproof 1 from? No, I did not. I want to say it was from 1994 with Adam Sandler and one of the Wayans brothers. I don't okay. remember which one, but it's from the 90s, so this is a sequel from, like, 30 years ago. Uh, okay. <clears throat> the original movie was about, like, a cop who captures, or he, he has to protect a guy who's going to, I'm pretty sure, testify against, like, a, a mob, and the mob wants to kill him, and the two of them get mm. handcuffed together, and so they're trying, he's trying to protect him, uh... And yeah, it's. It, I remember it being like funny at the time, but not a great movie. Rotten Tomatoes has that at eight percent. Bulletproof Two was not a good movie either. It was re- when they say Bulletproof Two, it's like the most not a sequel you've ever seen because it doesn't have any of the people in it. They even in the movie reference the first movie as though it's a movie. It it's a film that exists within the storyline of the second movie, right? So the the people the okay. characters in the second movie are referencing watching the first movie as though it exists in that timeline. Isn't that weird? I've never seen that before hmm. in, in a movie. It's almost though as though this was a whole other movie, and then they just renamed it and added a scene to make it bulletproof too. Overall, I'm going to give this thing a 3.5. Pretty crappy. Ooh. Where did you see this? Netflix. Oh, Netflix. I, I never heard of this movie. Uh, I saw a small little independent movie this week that you have probably never heard of. Uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker? I don't know if you heard about this. What 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 Star Star Wars? You mean like Reagan Star from the eighties? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I went into this thinking I would not like it. Uh, I was partially right, I guess. I mean, 
it's a Star Wars movie. Uh, it is very fan servicey. If you don't like uh, the Last Jedi, and who the fuck likes the Last Jedi? Uh, I think you will like this better. If you like the first one, the first one is totally okay. I mean, it's not as good as everybody wants it to be, but it's perfectly fine. Uh, this reminds me a little of the first one in the new tri- trilogy. I wasn't super bored, but I wasn't super entertained either, so I give it a 5.5. Okay. Anything else you saw film-wise? No. That was it for me, so let's watch the trailer for Underwater. 20th Century Fox. Listen carefully. You are now 5,000 miles from land. Kristen Stewart on an oil rig or something? I think it's a YouTube. No, a YouTube. (laughs) Submarine, (laughs) I mean... In Norwegian, it's called the U-Box. That's why I... So they're way underneath the water. Is this a horror movie? A thriller horror, maybe? I mean, it's clearly like a sci-fi kind of thing. Have you ever seen the movie... uh, I want to say it was from the mid-2000s. What is it called? Uh... The Sphere? <laughs> yes, The Sphere, yeah. I read that book. The book is way better than the, the movie, but this is reminding me a lot of oh. that so far. Water. Okay, underground the laboratory is flooding for some reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like him. Yeah, this looks a little bit generic so far already. Yeah. Though. We're just gonna walk. Insufficient yeah. oxygen across the bottom. This is seriously the sphere. Worst idea ever. What is that combo the actor's name again? What was that? Turn your lights off. Oh. This is what happens in the movie The Sphere, by the way. This is the exact same plot line so far. Why did there just a U? Oh, un... Oh, it's the name of the... What? The... Twa. Uh... <laughs> There's something following us. This is the fair swear. I wonder if they just... I wonder if they know that the sphere exists, or... I don't know. Uh, what is this not Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, underwater, disaster strikes more than six miles below the ocean's surface when water crashes through the walls of a drilling station. I told you it was a drilling thing. Uh, led by their captain, the survivors mm-hmm. realize their only hope is to walk across the sea floor to reach the main part of the facility, but the crew soon, fi- soon finds themselves in a fight for their lives when they come under attack from mysterious, deadly creatures that no one has seen before. Okay. <sighs> Spoilers, if this is the sphere, it's all in their head. That's the that's how, how that goes. <laughs> uh, 
52% on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Oh, you spoiled the sphere? I, sp- I spoiled the, the sphere from movie? like 20 the years ago. Ever? <laughs> I'm so disappointed in I you. I spoiled the book as well, I suppose. I spoiled both. Uh, 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 49% on Metacritic, 81% of Google users liked it. Super mid-level scores there. I saw zero advertising for this, uh, so I can't imagine it did very well. Uh, got any reviews? I did go to Common Sense Media! Hooray! Yes, because kids can go there. Uh, teen, uh, 17 years old. Are you a teen there? Oh yeah, you're a teen to your 20. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, give it three out of five stars. Age uh, plus fifteen plus. Looks creepy and jump scares. Sci- sci-fi dark bellow, bellow, bellow. That's how how uh, they wrote it. By the way, not me. Dialect. Dialect. Okay. For fuck's sake. I have not seen this film. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it says, but I'm saying, it looks fine. <laughs> normal creepy film that is like an alien film, but a, p- a bit PG thirteen ish. So they haven't seen the movie and give it three stars. Okay. Great. Then I found. Age, uh, teen age uh, 16, that gave it f- 4 out of 5 stars. This movie is perfectly fine for 11 plus. Not bad at all. When I was watching it, I didn't even realize it was a bad language, and then I didn't jump scare when I was supposed to be scared either. So kids 11 should be allowed to watch this movie, in my opinion. Plus, this movie has a positive message of what woman could do. Okay. All right, I went to the Facebook. Uh, Lisa Strand said, I saw the movie yesterday and it was really good. Paula Gamanchi says, I saw the movie, it was okay, uh, but I saw... I saw the movie, it was okay, but I saw it and was happy to see it, but I won't see it again. Uh, Cam Carter says, scared the bejesus out of me. Excellent performance by Kristen Stewart. Bryce Dick says, extremely underrated. Best movie I've seen in a while. We almost didn't see it and went to Jumanji instead because Kristen Stewart, because of Kristen Stewart, since she always has the same awkward person personality in every movie. <laughs> but she was actually different here. Highly recommend uh, seeing this one in theaters. Uh, Scott Simonson said, saw it today, it was great, totally enjoyed. This movie should be seen on the big screen. Great production values, good jump scares, and the monsters are also cool. Uh, I say it's a must-see. Mm. Yeah, uh, also not a lot of negative oh. stuff on the Facebook, to be honest. So, uh, there was, I mean, Ma- Manu- Manuel Morales says, this movie was garbage, but yeah. Also coming out this week is, uh... Production company WWE Studios, so we know it's a good movie. Uh, like a boss, best friends Mia and Mel run uh, their own cosmetic company, a business they built from the ground up. But they also uh, in over their hair uh, heads financially, and they propose 
uh, of bailout offer from an industry titan proves too tempting to pass out. The beauty business is now about to get ugly and propose uh, puts me and Mel lifelong friendship to the ultimate test. Directed by Miguel Arta, it has people like Tiffany Haddish, Rose Barnum, Salma Hayek, Bill Porter in it. Reviews, hold your horses, uh, 18% on Robin Tomato. Four out, yeah, 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb, and a 65% on Fandango. 65% of Google users like this movie. Is this the part where of the show where we talk about Triple H and what happened? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Because we're talking about WWE. Triple H, well. in like some kind of weird conference call, decided to just make a joke about Paige saying, oh, she might have some kids she doesn't know about out there. Referring to mm-hmm. her uh, sexual proclivities in the past, pr- promiscuousness, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, which is, no- there's nothing against that, but uh, no. WWE, Triple H, kind of doing a little slut shaming a little bit. A little, maybe. So, the movie by Luke. Let's like start with Like a Boss. Uh, 10 million opening weekend. Pretty good. Oh. For a movie like by WWE, to be honest. Because uh, Underwater only did 7 million. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I would think Kristen Stewart, just by the name alone, would bring in more than this movie. But, be, uh, yeah, it did 3 million more dollars, so... I think your your uh, film is definitely in the next weekend because next weekend is Battle for Lars and Doolittle. So right, yeah. I think that's the one that will get it for you. I'm 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 very curious because uh, I mean I have one more movie than you, but still. Right, I imagine Doolittle's going to do pretty well. I think we're going to be surprised by it. Yeah. I mean, it's got, what's his name in it? Uh, Iron Man, and everybody seems right. to love him, so. And I have seen tons shits of commercials on, uh, for it on Norwegian TV dubbed, really? dubbed into. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Talking about movies, uh, we have started, uh, or we are going to start something new uh, from this month on. It is called 12 uh, Months of Hell. Uh, and it is a competition, uh, a little friendly competition, uh, because Luke is going to give me a movie each month that I have to watch that is one of the worst movies he has seen. Uh, it ever. Can be a Not like of this year or last year, just ever. Right. 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 Ever. So... Uh, uh, the only stipulation I have is that I have not seen the movie before, but that's perfectly fine. And what movie is that, Luke? Babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. Yeah, with Keanu Reeves in it. That's right. Uh, yeah. Not really before he was famous, because I think Bill and Ted's came out before this. Yeah. Uh, maybe... It- what shocked me most about this is that Drew Barrymore is in it as well. As a very little kid, right? Yeah. 
So, yeah, this will be interesting. I'm going to tell you what I think about it next week. Right. I I mentioned that I uh, that we were doing this kind of monthly thing to somebody, uh, one of my family mm. members, and I was like, oh, and I picked Babes in Toyland, and they're like, you hated that movie when you were a little kid. And I was like, I did? <laughs> I remember not thinking it was a ba- like bad movie, but they were like, you hated that movie when you were little. And I was like, oh, maybe that's why I have such terrible memories of it. <laughs> I am I am kind of looking forward to see it. Right, I this mean, is the 1986 it, version, by the way, I should mention, because there is a 1960s right. version from, like, uh, which is... It's a, it's the same story, but it's a, it's different. But uh, the only thing that's very hard about this is it's two hours and 20 minutes long. I did not long know uh, it was that long. I didn't long. know it was that long either. Jeez, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I was so, I was so lucky that I found the director's cut that is five minutes longer. So, I'm, I'm <laughs> director's I'm, cut. Yeah, you definitely needed that for this. <laughs> you know who else is in this movie that you might not no. have noticed? Pat Morita. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. I Mr. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. I have not seen it yet, so I will tell you. I will tell you next week, and. Uh, uh, Luke will tell me uh, what movie I have to see in February because we didn't uh, really. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that. Like, at the, we'll do that at the like the first week in February. I'll t- I'll tell you that. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, uh, and uh, uh, what we will end up doing when I have seen all twelve movies because I forgot that element of it, we will have a tournament with all twelve movies, uh, and we will decide which which one was worse. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the year. At the end of the year. So that will be a fun little thing we need to do next year. Anyway, now, do we have anything else that we need to talk about? PewDiePie finally took a break. I, he has, s- uh, I haven't watched the video from today uh, yet, but I saw I saw the title of it, so yeah. I was assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think the biggest thing coming out. Uh, this week, uh, definitely, uh, what, uh, uh, beauty thing, it's from Nikki Tutorials, did you see this? Uh, I did, but only because YouTube was, like, promoting the shit out of it, like, I, it, I couldn't avoid it, kind of. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't have any clue who this person is, have you ever seen this person before, like, yesterday? Uh, yes. Okay. I've never seen this person she, before. I I have seen her because she talks Dutch in some of her videos. And uh, my dad's uh, girlfriend is Dutch. Uh, so I, uh, I sh- uh, showed her some content on YouTube mm-hmm. that was in Dutch and... Uh, this was one of the things I showed her because she, uh, her previous video was uh, her and her uh, fiance doing uh, their makeup together in Dutch. Sure. All in okay. Dutch. But how did you so find her that's before that? Because you had to have known about I her. Ser- okay. 
No, I searched a YouTuber talking Dutch. Ah, right. That that explains <laughs> it. Okay. But what happened with this this person? Because we haven't even said. Right. She came out as a transgender. And uh, it wasn't because she wanted to, but because she was being blackmailed by people. And, uh, yeah, people tried to blackmail her uh, to get her to pay money to uh, to not tell people that she was transgender. So it's a pretty awful thing that happened to her. Right. Poor lady. Speaking of blackmail uh, and YouTube, uh, have you heard about, what's it, MXR, I, I believe is, is what they're yeah. called? Uh, these two YouTubers were being basically manipulated to pay this company Junkin Media like thousands of dollars every time like one little clip would go up uh they received like a $6000 invoice and they basically were like all right that's it they made a video a reaction video showing uh, basically just saying uh these people are blackmailing us saying that if we don't pay them they're going to get our channel uh three strikes and get us kicked off of YouTube. Uh, and so uh, this has become a huge controversy just that these companies are blackmailing people on YouTube. I don't know if that's what's happening with this, uh, with her as well or not, or what's going on there. No, uh, the blackmail uh, was that uh, they knew that she was sharing. Yeah, but I don't know gender. if it's a company that's blackmailing her for that or people oh, who were black right no, it could be some kind of no right they found uh, i think she said it, it was people from the makeup company that she worked so with it is a company face. right that's what i'm saying yeah yeah so these, these things are somewhat connected there's a, there is companies blackmailing people on youtube uh, uh extorting them because uh they are saying oh we can ruin your life basically by uh and it's it's really gross it's happening a lot on there uh another thing that happened speaking of movies uh joaquin phoenix arrested in during jane fonda climate change protest did you see this yeah joaquin yeah. phoenix uh arrested and uh told a crowd of protesters friday something something i think is isn't oftentimes talked about in the environmental movement or in the conservation uh, conversation about climate change is that meat and dairy industry is the third leading cause of cl climate change. So, uh, and then he was arrested uh, after he made his speech. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, the Bell Twins uh, were in the ice tub with Kevin Hart on the LOL network this week. The this what week? network? The LOL network. LOL Network. I've never he heard of that, but okay. Mm -hmm. On YouTube. Sure. I watched uh, <clears throat> The Bell Twins because I like to punish myself. That's why I watched it. Oh, okay. Uh, have you heard of Extinction Rebellion, Fro? Like the protest no. group? The I believe they started because of... What's her name? Uh, the little girl. The climate change uh, girl, uh, Greta yes, Thorn, okay, yeah. Greta something. I want to say Thornburg, yeah. but that's that's the, that's the cartoon. Right. Uh, Extinction Rebellion. 
uh, is suing the police over being called an extremist ideology. They were put on an ex uh, gr uh, ex uh, they were put uh, on a list as an extremist group by a, a police uh, a police group, uh, and they're not very happy about it. The climate people are being called extremist uh, is being called an extremist ideology now by America. Mm. Binging with Babish was very funny this week with the desert dogs from The Simpsons. Oh, I never watched that. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge. I, he's he. I don't know. He just kind of. I'm not really into him. He's he's a little. I don't know. I don't know what the word is for it. Uh, did you hear about the Galap Galapagos tortoise who had so much sex he saved his entire species? Yes, I did. That's a very funny story. Uh, he was like 130 yeah. years old, and they he retired. They've retired him from having sex now. So I thought that was a, a good story. <laughs> Check out the story I sent in the chat just now, for all. Go ahead and look at that. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Star and his boyfriend broke up this week. That was, of course, big news. Okay. For some reason. For some reason. Okay. Yeah, two teens charged with what? Two, che two uh, teens charged in pornographic display from electric billboard in Michigan. Uh, according to police, two teenage boys, 16 and 18, negotiated a, a six-foot fence around a small shack underneath a billboard shortly before 11 p.m. on September tw 28th. Inside the shack was a laptop that operated a digital billboard from. One of the boys was able to access the laptop and change the billboard so that it was displaying pornography instead of advertisements to the drivers on Interstate 75. <laughs> drivers had a hard time focusing on the road. Uh, somebody said, I, oh, I kind of almost got in an accident just after the lewd images flashed before him, uh, a driver told WXYZ. Uh, you could see... You could kind of see people starting to break a lot behind me because the, I think they were doing the same thing, like doing a double take. <laughs> this is a funny story. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Oh, I think that's everything I have in the, uh, Jeremy Corner for yep. this week. I, that's all I had, too. Uh, hey, do you like books? Who doesn't I do. like books? I love books. And you should go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audible.com slash another digital citizen. Hey, Luke, what other podcasts am I on? Uh, that wrestling show. Yeah, check it out. That wrestling show. And we talk all about wrestling, including this uh, not very good show. <laughs> <laughs> that we watched this Sunday that wasn't that fucking good <laughs> other than the main event was very good and one other match <laughs> other than that it was meh uh, yeah we'll talk about impact oh right yeah In we didn't talk anything about uh, the pay-per-view but there were some really bad crappy matches on that pay-per-view Oh, it was not good. Uh, coming next week, we will have uh, The Messiah, episode 3, because we are going to continue watching that. I promise. 
we will have another uh, digital review of Doolittle. <laughs> I love how you spaced it with do. Oh, so, yeah, it was probably so. it probably auto corrected it. <laughs> so it means like uh, do very like do, right. <laughs> do very small things. Do little. Uh, we will have a movie written by AI. Movies uh, written by AI conspiracy. What is that conspiracy, Luke? Well, there's a conspiracy that uh, to save money, uh, Hollywood is so they don't have to pay uh, people to write scripts. Uh, they're just having AIs write scripts using a you know a format, and then the AI just fills in stuff, and it creates a movie for you. And uh, then they can just go through all the scripts the AI wrote and find the best one, and then they make a movie out of it. Lots of people in Hollywood denying that this is happening at all. We're going to discuss whether it is or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to me, I'm actually going to guess things that I actually think that we'll talk about. All in Norwegian news, by the way. Okay. Because okay. our king has been sick, so I'm going to predict he dies next week. So we'll talk about that. We have a government crisis, so I'm going to guess we talk about that next week. And the last thing uh, that I totally made up is we will talk that Norway suddenly decides that it's banning snow. <laughs> That's going to work out well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that somehow uh, the media attacks Bernie for being a boomer. That's going to be one of them. Uh, That's a good one. They... He's, he's a boomer, though. Right. Uh, it's going to be funny when they do, though, because... Right. The internet will attack them for that. Uh, let's see. What else is going to happen? I guess... Uh, Jeffrey Epstein... We're going to find out more about Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. And the Baby Shark song becomes the uh, top grossing song of all time. That's going to be the other one. Because baby shark up, 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 baby shark up, 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 baby shark up, 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 See, Fro's doing that, but if we were on YouTube, we would be getting extorted for you singing that, so. <laughs> because mama, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole song. <laughs> Hey, look, you live uh, in the United States. I do. Uh, hey, I live in Norway, and my name is Fro. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.